to a Bleach Fandom Community Podcast brought to you by Sheen and Misaki. Quite literally. Bleach's own little Romeo and Juliet love story which resulted in the birth of our boy Ichigo and the birth of Bleach itself. Thus, indirectly, the podcast. So thank you so much, Ashin, for knocking it up. Seriously, we, the fandom community of Bleach, want to thank you for your contribution to this world building. My name is Lethin and today I'm joined by Dell. Hi. And <laughs> <I> know me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Before we get into this. You were doing so well, Lethin, and then you were like, not well, so well. Right, because I was going to say some, like, New Year same bullshit kind of thing, and then my brain started, What you said knocked up, and then my head went to Chumbawamba, which is unhelpful to everybody, and th- so hence, now we're here, so thank you, and You're I'm welcome. softly sorry, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the kind of chaotic energy we put out in this podcast, right? It's on brand. It is nothing. That's why we're exactly. gonna say New Year same bullshit. Like I don't think we're gonna th- th- this. If, if if you've stuck with us this long, surely something about this uh, appeals to you in some way, shape, or form, despite all odds. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But you, you would still be yeah, here otherwise. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So we're also yeah. brought to you today by you. Thanks so much. Love you lots. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. love that. <laughs> Happy, New yeah. Year. Yeah. Yes. Happy New Year. Can we still say that? We're like 14 yeah, of days in. Yeah. Happy New if, year. if that was your New Year, Happy New Year. Time yeah. isn't a construct, yeah. but the Gregorian calendar is. Well, isn't it Lunar New Year this weekend? Oh, uh, uh, oh. I think it's two weeks from now. I think it's the twenty, the 22nd or 23rd, something like that. Oh, okay. I think. So if you're reading this then, then Happy Lunar New Year. Happy yeah. Lunar New Year. Mm, yes. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just a little FYI before we begin. If I sound different, it's because I've had to switch up my recording uh, setup. I can't use my external microphone because my neighbours upstairs are doing all manners of DIY across all rooms, apparently. So uh, if you hear any little bits in the background, hopefully my mic won't pick it up. But that is why I've changed mic and I apologise. <laughs> so they're getting knocked down. Nah. And then get up again. <laughs> 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 that's Dell's <laughs> fault. <laughs> You get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> well, because that's, see, candidly, that's the other direction I was going. I was like, okay, so Masaki got knocked up, and she gets up again, except for not the one time. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh, it's going to be chaotic as always, and so will oh. we kick it off with those sweet episode recaps? Uh-huh. Let us do that, yes. Uh, yes. So I, <laughs> I was like, oh God, it's the... not me and I got it wrong. It? Okay. <laughs> no, it's me, but I haven't written down what Bleach episode this is or what the title's called. Oh, I can give that to you if you like. It's episode 377, Everything But The Rain. Perfect. That's what I thought. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we are starting off with Bleach episode 377, Everything But The Rain. And having been dumped back in the world of the living in his human body, Ichigo foregoes seeing his dad right away and goes to his boss's house, Ikumi, who he still technically works for. Whilst there, he showers, is fed, and is shown some sisterly concern before Ishin shows up. Wordlessly, Ichigo agrees to follow Ishin home, accidentally leaving his substitute pass behind. When at home, Ishin tells him it's time, time to finally learn who his mother was. And if you hadn't put two and two together and made Central 46 yet, then, well, good, because your math is terrible. But <laughs> Misaki Kurosaki is, in fact, a Quincy. 
pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> In the past, at the Squad 10 Barracks, it is revealed by his third seat, none other than Toshiro Hitsugaya, that in the world of the living, soul reapers are dying whilst out on assignment. Ishin takes matters into his own hands and goes off to the world of the living, leaving the 10th squad in the dubiously capable hands of his lieutenant, Rangiku Matsumoto. Guess who's back? Back again! Why, it's the <laughs> traitors three! Aizen, Tosin, and Gi! In... Conducting holification experiments in their spare times. <laughs> as if the visor incident wasn't enough for them. Back in the world of the living, Ishin catches up with two soul reapers and tells them to go home if it rains. And over at the Ishida residence, I've written Ishin, Ishida residence, yes, as in Ryukin Ishida. Uyu's dad, Masaki Kurosaki, is having dinner with Ryukin's mum. Turns out Masaki is an orphan and is being raised by the Ishida family. She and them are all pure-blooded Quincy's. Outside in the rain, Ishin tries baiting the Hollow, killing Soul Reapers with his spiritual pressure. But the Hollow quickly kills the two Soul Reapers who didn't go home and makes himself known to Ishin. Misaki senses the Holler's appearance and after defying Ryukin, goes out in the rain looking for them. She arrives in time to save Ishin and seemingly defeat the Hollow. But where the tre- three traitors are debriefing afterwards, things may not be as it seems. That brings us to episode 378, Everything But The Rain, June Truth. Captain Ishin Shiba returns to Soul Society and makes his report to Head Captain Yamamoto, who, in a show of generosity, chooses to overlook the way Ishin violated a few Soul Society laws because, Yamamoto says, Ishin's quick and decisive action prevented excessive harm in the human world. Talk then turns to the unusual hollow that Ishin faced, and after Yamamoto expressly asks whether Ishin is leaving out any key details, Ishin, who, for the record, has not said anything about the young Quincy who defeated the hollow that he encountered, claims that no, he has nothing else noteworthy to add. Cut to Masaki who is walking home from school with some friends. Masaki starts to feel strange, and she stumbles, causing her to bump into Kisuke Urahara, who, in what should be a surprise to no one, is just there chillin', I guess. Masaki makes it back to the Ishida residence, where she's cut off by Izumi, who grills her about her battle with the Hollow and the Shinigami that she saved. Amid her denials and protestations, Masaki collapses. Ryukin, who has just learned from Katagiri that Masaki sustained a wound and needs Quincy treatment, rushes to her side and reveals a hollow hole forming in Masaki's chest. Ryukin scoops Masaki up and Hiran Kyaku's away, only to encounter a massive hollow and, seconds later, Ishin. Urahara appears behind them, because of course, and all three make their way to the Urahara Shoten. Urahara gets into the weeds about holification, and long story short, Ishin and Ryukin both come to understand that for Masaki to survive, Ishin has to give up his Shinigami powers and live forever by Masaki's side in a gigai. And Ishin agrees to this almost immediately, much to both Urahara's and Ryukin's shock. The procedure takes place, and afterward, Ryukin, edgy boy that he is, walks home alone in the rain, only to be stopped by Katagiri, who doubles down on her promise to devote her entire life to him. 
Oof. Anyway, Masaki is pretty much okay, and she goes to college, and Ishin stays in the world of the living and opens the Kurosaki Clinic, and both of them low-key, high-key fall in love, and they get married, and they have Ichigo together. Turns out, both Katagiri, who, by the way, married Ryuken and became Uryu's mom, and Masaki were stripped of their Quincy powers nine years ago by Yuhabaha because they were impure and unworthy. And the Grand Fisher successfully killed Masaki because of this. Also turns out, Yuhabaha's blood flows through the veins of all Quincy's, which of course includes Ichigo, and that explains how Ichigo was able to break free from Opie's jail. Back in the present, Ichigo thanks his dad and leaves the Kurosaki Clinic reclaiming his substitute Shinigami badge from Ikumi, as he does. And that brings us into episode 379, The Blade is Me. As Ichigo prepares to depart back to Soul Society, he's given a private escort directly back to Squad Zero by Mera. Back in the pit and surrounded by faceless Hasuchi, Mera and Namaya are left speechless when they begin to bow down to him. Ichigo walks down the line of them and selects one, which promptly turns white, resembling his inner hollow. While Namaya tells Ichigo he's ready to forge, we see flashes of what the other captains and lieutenants are up to. Captain Toshiro has returned to the academy to learn the basics. Soifon is training hard on her own. Komamura confronts the giant dog that is his clan leader, and Kensei orders Mashiro to beat Shuhei around a little to try and encourage a bonkai from him. You know, like whacking the end of a ketchup bottle to try and get better results. Akon knows that Captain Kurutsuchi is also up to something, and while we see glimpses of what's going on through a camera that he had planted in the office, it's not quite clear what it actually is, so I guess we'll have to wait to see. Back to Namaya, who begins forging the blade in fire, telling Ichigo he will have to say goodbye to old man Zangetsu, who has really been, wait for it, a younger version of Yahaaba all along. What the hell? Dun dun dun! I guess that's why they look so similar. With some last coaching from him and the reveal that he'd been sealing away some of Ichigo's power to better protect him, we see Ichigo reach out to the blue sealing light of his new blade and boom, from the fire he pulls out not one Zanpakuto, but two. Just when we think all of this awesome stuff is the end of the episode, oh no no no, we're left with our jaws hanging slack as none other than Uryu Ishida himself appears before Yahaaba who welcomes him as his son. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to wait, now we have to wait to July. <laughs> yeah, right? <sighs> How rude of them. <laughs> right? <sighs> but you have suspense. to bet that was a pretty epic season finale it was yes yes yeah. absolutely yes and i am excited to to see what you guys think of every like should we do like the everything but the rain episodes together do you think that would be worth yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think so i don't yeah. see why not yeah so do you want to take us through the amanga anime differences for both those episodes together then nomi oh man. yes oh, man. so um, we're starting off with the first episode specifically. It takes manga chapters 528, Everything But The Rain, 529, Everything But The Rain, Op 2, The Rudiments, 530, Everything But The Rain, Op 3, Dark Of The Moon, 
Starting volume 60, we've got 531, Everything But The Rain, Op 4, Dark Of The Bleeding Moon, if you know, you know. 532, Everything But The Rain, Op 5, The White Noise, and the first half of Everything But The Rain, Op 6, The Gravitation, which is 533. <coughs> Manga, anime differences there's there's not that much to be fair um in either of these it's little bits of culling of dialogue that's not integral to the plot the only gripe i have with the differences is they that they cut a lot of ishin and rangiku dialogue which <gasps> means we really didn't get a yeah. lot we didn't get a lot of how that dynamic of them three actually worked we got a little bit of it but we didn't get a lot of the dynamic, especially between Ishin and Ringiku, which I was kind of bitter about because it just it just de it just develops the characters a little bit more. Um, and then f the second part of this mini arc takes manga chapters five thirty three, everything but the rain, the op six, the gravitations. That's the second half. Five thirty four, everything but the rain, op seven, whole of reproach. Five thirty five, everything but the rain, op eight, defenders. Five thirty six, everything but the rain, op nine, June truth. And five thirty seven, everything but the rain, op ten, Prince von Licht, which yes. is everything but the last few pages because the reveal at the end of that chapter gets put into episode 379 mm. so yeah and again if you guys didn't if you guys stop at the end credits and don't watch the end credit scenes then uh, what are you doing people yeah yeah at this point i don't know what to tell you they've done it so many times yeah they have they've like left half the fucking episodes till the end of the credits so yeah please watch until right. the end of the credits or just something incredibly important, even if it doesn't take a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can just skip. Like, yeah. if you're watching, I mean, I know that it, over here we watch in the Disney Plus app, and if you're watching in that, it has a skip outro button that appears. So you can just skip it, it and get straight. But uh, why would you skip the outro? But why would you skip the outro? <laughs> right. That's sacrilege. <laughs> no. no. I mean, I do. You don't I skip intros and you don't skip outro. <laughs> I have the right. song and on I mean, my whether Spotify Whether I love playlist, the songs or not, so. I don't. I don't skip the intro or the outro of any anime, really, because even the ones that I'm not particularly fond of, I like disliking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. You have a jam yeah. to the music, or you just, you, that's yeah. when you go get the, the popcorn or the juice, or you go for your water right. bottle, you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. You get set up with your, like, your iPad and your laptop for taking notes for when you're doing mm. your differences. <laughs> See, I, I leave my bloody podcast episode watches till the last possible minute so i'm always sometimes skipping intros and outros because i'm like how much time have i got how much time i've got how okay, much that's time fair. Got? but if you're, just, if you're just watching the episodes like a person <laughs> like an like, actual human being <laughs> right. of which you are right. not Lathan. <laughs> uh, 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 we all know you're an anthropomorphic wolf it's fine uh, the past, yeah, yeah, i'm speaking that. of but but yeah <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good segue. Except that's it not was this completely chapter. by accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the only main 
Maname? Maname! Maname! Which, if you want to talk about women enabling men, (laughs) that's what this episode, that these episodes, oh my god, I haven't been able to stop thinking about that since you brought it up, Lethin. Like, you asked me that question a couple episodes of the podcast ago of, Mm -hmm. can you think of a woman whose purpose isn't to further a man's emotional or literal journey? These episodes were, like, entirely that and almost nothing else, and I really couldn't watch it through any other lens. It was brutal. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry for bringing that to light. No, that's yeah. okay. Well, because, like, the Katagiri stuff has always been awful that way, in my yes. opinion. I've never mm. liked it. But, uh, oof. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I was always happy to accept the convention that Masaki was, like, cool and probably had some agency and is a little subversive sometimes. But, I mean, I don't think I don't necessarily think that she's there to further Ishin's story so much as she... Like, she's a catalyst for all of Ichigo's stuff, which, mm. I mean... She's an anime mom. I don't really know what I expected, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, that's that's it. It was literally just culling of... Um, Vangiku. <laughs> Poor Vangiku. Ooh. You mean it's- like Gein did all those years ago? Or like I did all those years ago? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. It's uh, literally what happened. He literally <laughs> siphoned parts of her soul. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah. Poor baby. Was that Too it much? for the two episodes? Just the right amount? Uh, no, ma'am. Was that just a one? Huh? Was that it for the two episodes or just a one? Yeah, no, the two episodes again, it's literally just the. There's nothing integral to the plot. There was little bits of, you know, Aizen thanks Kisuke, like metaphorically thanks Kisuke for the cloaks um, that's where he got the idea oh, of where oh, he got yeah. the cloaks oh, from yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. um, um, there's a seriously consent- condensed version of Mesaki's death um, in the manga Ishin talks about how he made a choice he chose not to go help her that day um, which he couldn't have done because he had no powers anyway but he said he would have gone had she been in trouble but he didn't go, so there's that little bit of guilt there that he mentions that they don't yeah. mention in the anime. Like he thought um, she was able to protect herself because of her Quincy powers. And... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Had he known, mm. he, yeah. So, but other than that, it literally. Yeah. Uh, what about? Uh, I I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I was sure that uh, Misaki was actually sexualized a little bit more in the manga than we seen mm. in the anime. Like there was a, a moment of like effectively it was very clear clear in the, the manga that she was nude and then Ishin was like what you're you're naked shop and put some clothes on or something along those lines uh, that's when she that's when he's inside and Masaki's just the <laughs> usual <Yeah. laughs> oh, wow wow no, I didn't mean that <laughs> you know what I mean that <laughs> <laughs> was all on you uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm the teenage boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, when he's when sorry, the, when the finding of the souls I'm is happening. <laughs> um, it just it's just really the manga just really highlights how goofy Misaki is. Like she's not your n- typical straight face she still has she's a not joke like other she's... girls <laughs> yeah oh, don't i fucking hate that trope so no, fucking but it is much. a bit that i don't know i i want to like her but i think i'm just so cynical about most of the women in bleach now and yeah. i it's, it's it's truly not your fault Lethen. it's really not it's just 
Yeah, I didn't uh, write them. I, if I, I wrote them, they would have been better. No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 wish we, I wish we got to know her in a more full way, you know? Mm-hmm, we get to know mm-hmm. Isheen better, so why not her, too? I mean, I understand that she's been dead for all of canon Bleach, pretty much, but it still seems like kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it the anime just cut a little bit more of her personality, of her uh, her goofiness, and she's like, "Oh, you're the handsome man, you know. Oh, I'm naked and I'm laughing at you, and all of I'm, that." And then I'm glad they cut that because, like, she is in high school, and I'm I was never a fan Ooh, of that yeah, in the manga, true. and I was worried about how they were actually going to bring that to the screen. So I'm really glad they went about it as tastefully as they did. Like, I feel like they've actually adapted some of this pretty well. Mm-hmm. In the sense of like cutting certain things out, um, to make it a bit more consumable for for those of us that don't want to see naked teenage girls from high school, you know. No, I was gonna say the actual animation of when you know um, Ishin is holding her and she's naked there. That is almost um, directly lifted from the manga. So she's naked in the manga and she's naked there, but that's about as naked as she gets. Yeah, and you can't really mm. tell because she's like she's almost like blinding white. Like, exactly. She's like it's a, more like a, a silhouette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it feels different. Mm-hmm. It feels less weird. Yeah, it's more like a, a devoid of earthly attachment yes. than a yeah. sexualized yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like a yeah. soul, like a pure white bleached yeah, soul. Right, right, exactly. totally, yeah. totally. It does remind me a little, actually, though, and I didn't even think to... I don't think there's actually a, a strong connection to be made here, but I'm thinking about when Yoruichi first turns into a person in front of Ichigo, and Ichigo's like, what the hell, put on some clothes, and she's like, hey, are you uncomfortable? It's actually pretty similar, so like father, like son, I guess. <laughs> even though Yoruichi is not a teenage girl. He's a no. full woman, but still. <sighs> yeah. Right, I have um, I have a question, right? And I don't know if it was just my mm-hmm. understanding of all this. So see when Namaya was explaining all the Asuchi kind of stuff where he's like, he was saying that like, they all start with the Zanpakuto and then they, over time they sort of dedicate and they put bits of themselves into it and then it becomes like a full actual Zanpakuto. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And even those like uh, Kenpachi stole his from a corpse of mm-hmm. somebody that he sort mm-hmm. of killed and things, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm like, did Ichigo steal Rukia's Zanpakuto then when he first got his powers? Because he didn't have an Asuchi back then. So, But we see like him taking her sword, stabbing himself, and then he's got his Zanpakuto and she doesn't. And then I'm like, so how'd she get hers back? What happened there? I, I think he manifested that sword from his soul. Like So instead, he did it kind of backwards in a way. So you get right. the Asaoshi, you start feeding little bits of your soul into it, you bond with it, you create the Zanpakuto. Whereas I think Ichigo got the powers first and then from that manifested his sword from his powers, I think is what happened. See, oh, I, I think that... it also Go ahead, draws Tim. from, yeah, I, I think it also draws from the way uh, uh, the old man Zangetsu and Nimaya were saying that Yuhabaha has been like chilling inside Ichigo's soul, ready to help whenever Ichigo need help, needed help. And the first iteration of Ichigo Zanpakuto was a Zangetsu. It was mm. like his inner hollow wasn't really in the picture until a little bit later. And so I think this was probably Yuhabaha saying, Oh, my child who has my blood flowing in his veins needs my help. And so, of course, as the king of the Quincy's, I am going to give this 
Qu- Quincy boy, for all intents and purposes, the sword that he needs in this moment of desperation. Mm-hmm. So it manifested out of that connection as well. But yeah. I don't know where Rukia's went. That's not something I've ever thought about. Did it actually go a- away in that moment? I don't remember visually. Uh, so she doesn't have it when we see her. We see her out of her Shihaka show and she's wearing like white and she's like looking down right. at her hands at Richard Empty and she's like, he took like all my power. Right. Oh, oh. <clears throat> in that case, then does she not have the power to sustain her Zanpakuto in that world of the living? Oh, maybe. Because if maybe, her maybe. if the sword is a manifestation of her sword soul, then if she's no longer got the power to manifest that, and she won't get it back until she kind of gets her powers back once the Hogyoku <gasps> stopped. Oh my her gosh! Stuff. Yeah. Alternately, okay, the Hogyoku's whole thing is making desires manifest, right? She wanted to give Ichigo her power. So in that moment, maybe the Hogyoku said, sorry, your sword's gone for a hot second. But at that point, we'd start, I know it's a headcanon we had that she had been in contact with Hogyoku beforehand, but it was never confirmed that way. It was put yeah. inside the mm. Gigai that she used, wasn't it, after that scene? It was the Gigai, yeah. 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 Mm. So it's, it's but still, she would have... Hmm. It would have been nice to just have no, that explanation. Yeah. What I would have liked is, uh, what I was waiting for, actually, because I've forgotten the manga, um, I was waiting for Namaya to actually say, like, everybody has had an Asuchi and in some way she performed, like, Kimpachi stole his from a dead body, and, like, the that and next thing, all except Ichigo, who seemed to have manifested himself like a sword this way or whatever, and so this was him getting I thought his that was first. Implied. It, it, hmm. I guess it was a little. It just I was waiting for him to actually say the the, the words of it. Um, the words of it. So, yeah. Um. So I just thought that that would have been another cool reveal as to like Ichigo's different, and we all know that he's different, and maybe this is why is because he's like a quarter of everything ever. Yeah. So. I felt like the, the when he and Renji had that conversation and it was a shared understanding where even Renji was like, yeah, I, I did know that wasn't going to work. I think that was, for me anyway, that was confirmation enough that Ichigo was an exception and Ichigo was different. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, Renji, I love you. If Renji picks up on something, it's got to be pretty obvious. <laughs> I, I, he deserves more credit than that. He actually does. But, like, he's not the most subtle man, bless him. <laughs> But yeah, I was just wondering. I was like, there was one sword between the two of them, and I was like, where did the other sword go? So, or come yeah. from? Yeah. Hmm. However, back to um, everything but the vein, because that was actually episode three six seventy nine, I think. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah, because the first two episodes are just everything but the vein. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Clearly, no, because I think they was, was they not explaining a little bit of that at the beginning? Or maybe it was a recap. A little. I don't know if I, if a I, little. Yeah. Oh, you're right. No, that's true. You're I right. Wrote, I wrote he, the he does, question down at the beginning and I was like, oh, it's okay. not like me to have wrote the, the note that early if I hadn't seen it yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and then he are. points to the fact that Ichigo <laughs> needs to know the whereabouts of his soul yes. and then we yes. go into the flashback. Yeah, yes. 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 yeah. No, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine because... Yeah. In the manga, it doesn't come until the last episode. Yeah, because then immediately I go, why. my note goes from that straight into Captain of Squad 10, Ishin. That's Ishin. my next note immediately yeah. after that. Hey. Uh, however, speaking of Rukia, in episode yeah. one, Rukia walks through Ichigo's wall, but Ishin is polite enough to use a doorbell and be invited in. So is Ishin a vampire? He needs to be invited in. Oh, <laughs> 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 or was that a plot point that they forgot to like he forgot all those years ago that he just heard it you go well, and I think, Bukia walking no, through a wall I think it was 
to confirm for Ichigo that Ishin was in his spirit form because it, it let it let us see that Ikumi couldn't see him. Okay. I think that's what that was about. Yeah, and plus it was probably to get her to turn around away from Ichigo as well. He maybe rung the doorbell to kind of move her out of the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, too. Or maybe he's just being a little shit. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Playing ding-dong ditch. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Is that what you call up there, Nomi? Ding-dong ditch. That's what we yeah. call it where I grew up, too. Yeah. What do you call it? We call it chappy. Ch- what? what? Like, Vuki's chappy. <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> no, short I mean, like, Yeah, short like, chap on chap, the door. Chap door run. Yeah, because none of us could afford doorbells, you fucking pompous oh. gets. <laughs> We, we I, I mean, in her neighborhood. I do live in probably one of the most expensive places in that Scotland. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like American suburbs, which is where I grew up. I feel like just about everybody had doorbells anyway. But your houses are, are quite are, big, though. Well, they're big. There's there's a lot of space, and they're also I th- like if you want to talk about like the collective time at which most American houses were. Basically, y'all have some older houses, and we have some newer ones, just because we started colonizing later. So. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah anyway yes yeah. okay so i have a question okay so y'all know that normally i i am on ishin's side when it comes to his arguably questionable decisions uh <laughs> however how do we feel about ishin waiting until now to tell ichigo all of this yeah, it's shit. Um, <laughs> I feel like Ichigo did give him an out, though. Ichigo was like, tell me when you're ready. Right. And so now they're, they're, he's ready. Right. Or is he actually ready? Or is it a case of, oh, shit, now I actually have to tell him because it's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like this is shit he should have told Ichigo when this, the whole Soul Reaper power started to manifest themselves. It should have been like a yeah. sit down. Like, you don't wait until somebody's knocked somebody else up to give them the talk. You talk to them about the talk before they knock somebody up, right? I'm like, y- well. y- as soon as you see that shit <laughs> starting to go down, you have the conversations. <laughs> So yeah, I was like, true. I would have, I would have like sat him down, and I was like, as soon as he'd started coming into contact with Rukia and the Hollows and everything, I'd been like, right, okay, here, here's your information, here's what you need to know. But of course, we wouldn't have seen any of that because then we wouldn't have had all the twists we've had up until this point. So, right. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like Ishin was in his own right to keep it a secret because I mean, it's heavy hitting stuff. And had Ichigo been told about this before, then that might have impacted how he then went ahead and fought against Aizen, or he then went ahead and dealt with the whole lost agent aspect of things. Yeah, he may have handled it all better. (laughs) Right. True. Well, the, the other thing I'm thinking about is Ishin waited until... Soul Society was clashing with a whole Quincy army to be like, oh, by the way, son, you're part Quincy. Whereas there were plenty of opportunities over the past two years or so. Like, Ishin could have been like, oh, my son is, like, kind of friends with a Quincy now. Like, that's a much softer in, don't you think? Yeah, like, oh, you've been agree. hanging around with this Ashita kid. Uh, hey, by the way, you guys have more in common than you think. Like, who well, knows? Well, that's the thing. Like, surely... 
Ugu and Ichigo would have sat down and go, hey, on the June, on the June 9th, both our moms were like were either dead or put in a coma. Like, what the heck's right with that? You know, they. Really- I don't see Uryu maybe having. <laughs> I, I, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to open up about the specifics of his mom's death. I bet. I bet you Ichigo doesn't know when and how Uryu's mom died. I bet even now. True. Yeah, but I do. I do agree that that this seems like the crummiest time in the world to tell him. Like, because that's a lot right? to process for a kid. And, like, processing that while there's a fucking war happening maybe isn't the best time to let him work through those feelings, you know? In a softer environment, I'm with Dale. Like, a softer environment when things were a bit calmer would have been perfect. Right, right. Ishin is just doing a lesson. He's leaving things right until the last minute and having to skip intros and outros. Otherwise, he's going to run out of time. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you did I tell you one, how right? many did I tell you how many hours I worked last week? Did I? Yes. Did I? I just did have I? one follow up question. Well it's more than uh, violent. Do you also get lost on your way to the bathroom or no? <laughs> <laughs> wow, no. I didn't it's five steps away from where I'm sitting. <laughs> Where's this pick on lesson day? What did I do wrong, you guys? <laughs> It is. It's January 14th. It's Rukia's birthday, which is your favorite character. And everybody knows you've got to give a birthday girl birthday bumps. So these are your birthday bumps. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I dodged yeah. mine, actually. Happy belated to my darling. December 21st. Anyway. Oh, yeah. My solstice baby. One of my solstice babies. I've got one on the solstice, actually. Speaking of babies, can we talk about how oh, cute the show is? Oh, very good. Very good. You want to talk about Ashisogi Jizo, I assume. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. The other, the Toshiro baby. Baby Toshiro. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, he's adorable. Like literal spawn, but yeah, that works too. (laughs) But baby is, it almost looks like baby Ashin as well. I love how they animated him. Oh my god, yeah. I don't remember him looking quite that young in the manga, but maybe I'm wrong. I do a bit, yeah. I really liked how he looked in this. I thought they got him pretty spot on. He looks to me like, and maybe not completely exactly, but he looks kind of like a hybrid of Kayan and Ganju, I thought, which is like, mm. that's about right. Yeah, right? yeah it yeah. does. And, and you like, can tell he's younger. Yeah, we got that little bit of insight of how they're related as well. Like, you know, Ishin's the mm-hmm. branch family, whereas Kayan's mm-hmm. the main family. So, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt less weird about him be like him and his yes. relationship with Misaki because he looked a lot younger like yeah me, looking at Ishin in this and I know that Soul Reaper's lived for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years so he's probably not this age but he has the physical appearance of somebody in their mid-20s I would say yeah like, like you could push that yeah, he's 24 and Misaki was like 17 which yeah, isn't yeah, that yeah. much of a stretch if they're gonna and then she starts college and then they're starting up a relationship so it, it feels like, less make weird. you feel less icky when you look at yes. a 35 year old predatoring on a 15 year old thank you yeah that's that's how i kind of felt when i was reading the manga not gonna lie <laughs> and, and i mean further like he's definitely not actually 21 he's no, definitely i know what you mean oh at least yeah. 100 he's got it yeah. but uh uh he but of note um, when he and Ryukin are speaking with Urahara, and Urahara's like, oh, hey, I've been working on this anti-holification thing for a hundred years or so, Ishin is kind of like, what? So up in the air whether he was a captain a hundred years ago or not, because yeah, he wasn't maybe privy to a lot of that information. 
he knows he knows of um Kisuke's name but he didn't recognize right. who he was correct and right. I think so I conclude that they're not they were not on the roster at the same time probably no yeah because I think that's about 80 years because anyway. at some point Ishin yeah. goes 20 years ago um yeah. and that minus 100 is like 80 years so Kisuke has been operating in the world of the living for about 80 years at this point right yeah no, that seems about right yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, and this is something that may be squicky for some people, but the mm. revelation that Masaki is related to the Ishidas. Yeah, she mm. calls... that, or was she just pretending that to, to get her pals off her back? I was reading it that way too. Well, well she calls Izumi aunt. Are real, pure blood Quincy's are probably all... Real, it's, it's some target oh, yeah, shit, basically. You know, yeah, I was if the all father is... Ugh. Not Odin. Um, what's his face? Yuhabaha. Yuhabaha. Oh, how dare you besmirch Odin's good name. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing a lot of God of War Ragnarok lately, so I've got all those names in okay. my head. Okay, <laughs> fine. Um, so, you want to yeah. talk more eye patches, though. Let's go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she calls Izumi, like, Ryukin's mum, auntie. But that could be mm-hmm. a kind of respect thing. You know, like, elderly women can be mm-hmm. known as aunties. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. she does say to her friends, we use my cousin, you know. So. May I but just say then, I love that she calls him Ryu-chan. I think it's, it's so, so sweet. And it's just like, that is very I, cute. I don't know whether he likes it or not. Uh, but he's just so, he's so not that kind of guy. So the fact that, and I'm sure, you know, they've known each other since they were quite young. But mm-hmm. I love that she's continued to call him that into their, like, older teenage years. Yeah. Can you imagine, yes. though, if Ishida, no, yeah, we'll go with Ishida. U- Ugu Which one? And Ichigo. Which one? Wait, no, which Ishida? Okay, okay. There's too many I's, like too many I's in this yeah. I. Ugu and Ichigo sit down and go, so, uh, we're cousins, yeah? <laughs> Aww. It's kind of sweet. Rip to Ishi Ichi shippers, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't stop <laughs> some people. No. Yeah. No, it does not. No, it does not. Um, can we also just chat as well about, like, I really liked Misaki's sort of entrance into all of this as well. Like, I thought, like, mm. what she did was kind of like a really good badass moment. And I have to take the small wins where we get them because it's very rare we see it with Bleach, so it's quite nice when it does happen. And the animation of the rain between these uh, two episodes was, like, oh, yeah. the eye-gasm-worthy. Like, they took those few seconds that I had been gasping for when I last spoke to Dale on a podcast episode about like just mm, taking a moment mm-hmm. to showcase the beautiful animation and I feel like they did it with these episodes mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent, definitely mm-hmm. um fun fact actually Kubo recommends reading this volume on a rainy day so at the start of um <gasps> vo- at the end of at the start of volume 60 it's got like the author note and he's like we're here I recommend reading this on a rainy day if you can so that's just oh, any time cool. in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> it's just whenever you, whenever you pick the manga up. It's not rain today. It's bloody pissing down down here. 
Oh, it might be it's so funny. It's so funny actually because like I could I could barely sleep last night and at four a.m. I sent a tweet out going, "How do you shut your mind up?" And somebody was like, "Uh, listen to rain noises," and I was like, "I live in Scotland. Oh. <laughs> it's raining That's outside. I don't me. need to put them on." Yeah, I was like, "I can hear it lashing against my window. It's not helping." <sighs> yeah. What I found interesting was. Like the little insights of how a pure-blooded family, Quincy family works. Like you got a bit of the Quincy pecking order from Ryu, from Ryu, from Ryukin. He's like, oh, the Quincys don't go out until the Shinigami are dead. And then even then, it's not the pure-blooded Quincys who would go out first. It was, I can't remember the word he used. It began with G. I didn't write it down. Oh, gemished. Yes. Um, so, like, what category is yep. so that, that mean, kind of like level? Mixed, basically, which it's clearly derogatory yeah. anyway. Um, and who are you know they're working as the servants to the kind of pure-blooded Quincys there. So that mm-hmm. kind of Quincy pecking order is probably not the right word to use, but hierarchy. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, hierarchy, hierarchy. or like yeah. or like a caste system almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. A dispensable system, really. Yeah. Who goes yeah. first? No, it's <laughs> fucked up. It's super fucked yeah. up. Yeah. It's all these things that just feel headcanons and feel fanfic. So, like, if you're writing, like, a good fanfic but the Quincy's, you've got all this information there. Like, all these little bit of te- technical details. I love the technical details. Right. Ugh. Uh, and can we talk as well about uh, the fact that Misaki bumped into, like, the right fucking person? Right? See when she was like struggling with oh like my... after that, the one Do person you think she could have was an accident. Oh Probably no! Not. Yeah, yeah. No but then, way. But he had like that moment of turning around and looking at her as if he'd only just realised. But I wonder if maybe he <sighs> was just doing that for because he knew the camera was on him for dramatic flair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I suspect. I betcha he makes a hab. So here's the thing, right? So we we know that the visors are in hiding at this time, and we know that Eisen and the other two hooligans haven't figured out where they are yet. And so probably keeping that location safe is of a top priority to Urahara. And then also just like generally keeping tabs on shit happening in the vicinity. And so if he encounters an unexpected source of spiritual pressure anywhere, I wouldn't be surprised if he just like rolls up and hangs out there. Cause like, it's not safe to like send Shinji or Kensei or love out to do that. Cause they might get seen and found out that. So it has to be him. Um, or Tessai, I guess, but I don't know. Tessai's probably busy cooking or something. Just like <laughs> formerly head of the keto core. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So I imagine he's, like, hanging out near areas of strange spiritual pressure, uh, and then this maybe confirmed what that strangeness was. That's my guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because what the fuck is he doing? Running errands? I bet you that's also in Tess High's purview. I was going to say, no, we know what Kisuke's been doing. He's been researching human souls for vaccines. So I don't know where he's getting these human (laughs) souls from, but for the past 80 years, Kisuke's been doing (sighs) some very very sketchy shit, you know. As as opposed to the the previous several years of his life (laughs) where he was doing completely non-sketchy shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I did just realize, though, that it's probably because Kisuke's so busy doing capital S science and like he, there's no way that man remembers <laughs> to eat fine. if someone doesn't make him so like I, I always think it's like funny to think of or funny but also true to think of Tessai and Kisuke as like two halves of a domestic partnership because it just seems very that but I'm realizing like oh Kisuke works and 
Tessai is the stay-at-home dad, effectively, like, even before Uru and Jinta are in the picture. But, like, someone does have to go to the grocery store. That's just true. And it ain't gonna be Kisuke, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. Question for you then, guys. Go for it. Hmm. Do you think Misaki is badass? Oh. I think she had a badass moment. Hmm. One. One. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Which is better than some women getting bleach. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I think she had one badass moment. Whether or not she herself is badass. I feel like the anime did a slightly better job painting her that way than the manga did. Mm-hmm. But, but no, she's still just a high school kid. You know that has unbelievable power but yeah i i would say ultimately i do think so but it's not necessarily because of the way she took down a hollow or saved ishin or anything like that Uh, now i i think the sample size of quincy women that we have to observe is pretty small but if you think about the way katagiri acts if you think about the way izumi acts and if you think about the way masaki acts she misaki's the outlier there uh and maybe this is too much extrapolation but like i i wouldn't be surprised if there's like some gender hierarchy bullshit that goes on within quincy culture also uh i mean even if you look at the like the break the breakdown of the stern ritters that we've seen so far like it's a it's there are some women in there but there are a lot of men it seems like a lot of powerful quincy's just kind of tend to be men um and so you don't really see like izumi clearly wears the pants in that house we haven't seen we don't know where the fuck soken is soken's chilling i don't know um uh it was but soken was also unusual right like so, so i think soken had a reputation for being a little bit odd um uh but masaki stands up to ryukin when Ryukin tells her not to go out because uh, Ryukin is like, and Masaki even says, Ryukin, you have this focus on the future and on the Quincy bloodline and you always think before you act and I really admire that about you. But if I don't go and do this now, if I don't save this person, I know that my future self will never forgive me, which is both like her sticking to her own values and her using really sound logic to stand up to someone who was supposed to be like the family's golden boy. And that takes some, I mean, (laughs) that takes some proverbial balls kind of to do. So I think things like that, the fact that she is willing to be defiant and to be out of the ordinary. And she even like, listen, I'm not advocating for lying necessarily, but she does attempt to tell bald-faced lies to Izumi's face. And I can't imagine, like, I cannot imagine Katagiri would do that. I can't even imagine Ryukin would do that. So do I wish she had a little bit more agency in her own story? 100%. But for those reasons, I do think she certifiably can qualify as a badass <laughs> what do you think Nomi? yeah i think i'm um, definitely she has her moment um and the the what's the word i'm looking for it's there the capability is there she can be that badass and she has that moment and she's balanced it kind of ness with her goofiness and um, which 
is very Ichigo-like. And when you compare what Ishin does in the second part of this arc with kind of um, Masaki's personality, you can see where Ichigo comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, she's definitely got the moment. She's got the potential. The potential was the word I was looking for. Um, to be more mm. badass. And she had that badass moment with the whole dropping of her arrow, taking on the bite, shooting him again. Was that her downfall? Most definitely. And it could not have worked out any better for Eisen and his band of thugs. <laughs> Just called Gein and Dosen thugs. I know. Well, you you also you made a comment in your summary that was like, oh, they're conducting holification experiments in their spare time. I actually think they're captaining in their spare time. I think this is their like primary activity. True. Yeah, the captain yeah, is their good spare point. time. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a captain for the Gote Thirteen as a side job. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so yeah, they have potential. Which brings me to the fact that Ishin gives up everything for a girl he just met. No hesitation. Who else has done that? <sighs> I think he felt a little <laughs> responsible as well, eh? because he is meant to be a captain and he is meant to protect like lots of people. And, and I guess maybe part of him felt like, although he did jump in front and take that explosion from her, he f- probably felt like this young high school girl didn't need to get, shouldn't have needed to have gotten involved in this. I should have been enough. There's mm-hmm. probably part of him that's thinking along those lines too, because I think most of us would probably feel the same in that 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 regard. Even if they were a Quincy or whatever, the fact that like a 15, 16 year old high school girl had to step in to save an adult, um, whose primary job it is to defeat Hollows in a captain level at that, you would be feeling like, right, I pretty much owe this, I owe this to this person to, to do this. But mm. it was really cool of him to see. I loved in that moment that he told Urahara that he talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> well. Very, very good. Because you could see a lot of Ichigo in him as well. Yeah. You know? It's just really good yeah, to see where he gets totally. that from. Well, you, totally. compare, you compare what Ishin's done to what Ichigo did back in the first three arcs of... Mm-hmm. Ruki mm-hmm. has been taken back to the Soul Society to be executed. He feels partly responsible for that, and yes. for no other, no hesitation, he's like, "I need to, do, I need to give up everything and go after this girl because of that little duty. bit of guilt. It's my duty." Yeah. So having that comparison of Ishin and Ichigo, like father, like son, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, nothing about, nothing right. else about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it also goes to show how different from the norm both Ishin and Ichigo are because uh like I think it is probably fair to say that like certainly Ryukin and frankly Urahara too um even though like Urahara kind of hides it behind this mask of cheerfulness and silliness sometimes like I think they are two of maybe the coldest people in Bleach actually um and they'll like make tough decisions without regard for other people if they feel like they have to sometimes so Mm -hmm. both Urahara and Ryukin like Ryukin we get that little internal monologue and he's like there's no way this is gonna happen it has way too many downsides for Sheen. Um, so, like, both Urahara and Ryukin are, and they both are coming to the conclusion, um, like, uh, I just, this is gonna, this is so, like, whatever, academic, blah, 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 but there's, there's this, like, 
economic theory that like the core of economics is that every person who is uh, provided with adequate information to make a good decision uh, is self-interested and rational and they they have agency to make choices that benefit them and that's what they're going to do. So, and it makes sense to me that both Urahara and Ryukin would be like, oh yes, every, the real people operate according to theory, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they're both thinking that Ishin is going to apply this kind of logic to his own situation and Ishin just doesn't work that way. And a person yeah. like Ichigo doesn't work that way either. So they're both looking at this through this super, super logical lens. And who's to say whether either of them would make this choice? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like g- genuinely, who knows? Because neither of them has been placed in a situation like this before, like, as far as I know. Uh, and for Ishin to turn around and immediately go, no, no, for this reason, this is what I'm going to do fuck logic, fuck rationale, it's just what's right. That was shocking to them. And I think it's, I don't think it's a decision a lot of people in Ishin's situation would have made. And I think, like, even if you look at the lineup of captains, I betcha there's a pretty strong, like, I think some of them, some of them would. And there are some captains who I think, other captains other than Ishin, who who would never e- even consider it because they would think, well, that just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Ishin and Ichigo are weirdos and we love them, is the conclusion. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. They say the apple never falls far from the tree. It's good to see a little bit of Ichigo and both his parents. The actually. strawberry never falls far from the... What do strawberries grow on? Vines? But yeah, Bushes? they're like little yeah. plants, vines things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the strawberry never falls <laughs> far from the vine. That's because they're ground and there's not that far to fall. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> does, does the why really matter? <laughs> no. no. So I feel like if a strawberry falls off the vine, it's probably like rotten, right? Yeah. Don't think about it too much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> all I know is that I never managed to get strawberries because the rabbits ate them all. <gasps> I don't blame them. They're yummy. Oh. Yeah. I'm trying to make Rukia the rabbit in this situation for what I hope are obvious reasons. And it's not really, uh, the, it's, it, the metaphor's falling apart. I was going to say, are we really going to come up with a metaphor for her eating strawberry? <laughs> well, see, that's just it. Because obviously bunnies, bunnies lead me to Rukia for like truly yes. just cute and innocent reasons. And then, it's, and then if you think, uh, that once again, just don't think about it too much. Just don't, th- just don't think about it too much. I was going to say, trust the Ichibuki fan to turn Ch- this dirty. <laughs> you were the ones talking about rabbits eating strawberries and Dale was the one that pointed out Rukia's like a rabbit and I just yeah I'm having a day y'all yeah (laughs) but that's Uh, all I've got for those two episodes really apart from the fact that they were gorgeously animated mm, like uh, mm. they were just so fucking pretty ugh I know (sighs) I just dislike uh, Quincy marriage systems and processes and requirements uh, across the board. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate that Ryukin and Misaki were just in this situation because they were both ect Quincy. Um, and then when Misaki was rendered impure, which feels like a metaphor for something else, and I don't love that either, mm-hmm. um, uh, th- then the person who has been serving Ryukin in a literal employment capacity for his whole entire life turns around and they get married, even though he, like, forcefully pressed her up against a wall mm. and 
even though there's no way the power dynamics in that relationship are healthy for either of them. Uh, anyway, I'm not super confused about why Ryukin isn't a great dad now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, seeing, because this story wasn't just about Ichigo. We got Ryukin's side of things. We got Uyu's side of things. We learned why Ryukin is so hostile towards Ishin. Um, when we see them both yeah, interacting yeah. back in the Avanka arc, you know, he literally stole the person he was supposed to marry. <laughs> he blames Ishin yeah. for everything, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's also like, listen, I don't really know what Ichi, or excuse me, what Ishin's specialty skill sets were back in soul society but it does kind of feel like a little additional unnecessary slap in the face for like ryugan is literally a full doctor with a degree <laughs> and ishin gets to the world of the living and is like you know what i think i'm gonna set up a clinic like what yeah. is that <laughs> i just think like, about that he just i'm pretty sure like kisuke probably helped him along the way here here's a fake license here's a fake passport here's your birth certificate like it didn't Ishin didn't even think of, maybe I should learn how humans He could have opened a bodega. He could have gone to work for someone else. He he had options. It's not as if he was in squad four. He used the skills he learned in the academy. How long has he been at the academy? (laughs) Long enough to become a captain, I guess. He could have opened, he could have worked at Kisuke's sweet shop. We know he likes manju. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the things, like, yeah, a doctor just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, he must have he must have had to have been studying human medicine in the soul society because you can't that's not just a job you can walk into. So Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Really? You can't just do that with confidence and a can do attitude? I'm going to open up my own clinic tomorrow. Let's give it a try. Fuck yeah. it. What could go, I what believed could go wrong? in myself hard enough and now yeah. I'm a doctor. Yes. 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 Yeah. I think therefore I am, Neil. I can do anything. <laughs> I think I can. I think Ooh. I can. He's a little train. He could. <laughs> oh. Uh, that's how the law of attraction works. It's fine. <laughs> Oi. Yup. <laughs> Misaki had the right idea by making fun of him in his white coat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god, do you think that's why she was making fun of him, actually? that's I mean, there's no way she didn't know what Ryukin was studying, right? I mean, come on. Maybe, yeah. Aye, because right, Ryukin probably would have been in his, like, what, first year of medical school at this point? Because he wasn't... Yeah, well, may- maybe. Or he... at least, uh, at the very least, he must have been pre-med. Yeah, definitely. At the very least, right? I, I like to headcanon that Ryukin helped Ishin out a little. Um, uh, because he... That's the nicer like, way to think about you give it. Them, yeah, they, yeah. You give them the benefit of the doubt, Leth, and I am, don't let anyone yeah, tell you I'm, otherwise. <laughs> I'm going to give him it, just because, like, he didn't expect Ashin to actually take Misaki in, and it's very clear that whatever relationship mm. him and Misaki had, he still cared a lot about her. So he obviously felt like, okay, Ashin isn't like other soul reapers, I hate using mm. that phrase, but you know what I mean. Um, and so maybe, 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 you know, he helped him out a little bit. Hmm. Well, for the record, I don't really trust a doctor that smokes that much. <laughs> Fair enough. He can't follow his own advice there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Any more for these two episodes? No. Just one very small think, thing okay. that mm-hmm. I really liked, uh, which is 
Katagiri's eyes are this beautiful deep blue, and Misaki's eyes are this beautiful golden brown, and both of their sons inherited their eye colors directly, and it's really lovely. No. Hmm. Yeah, that's all. I just want to know where Ichigo got the orange hair from. Was it like past? I'm assuming then that maybe Masaki's parents. Wait, I actually were one of them I with Ginger. About this, I actually have a theory about this. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's really it's pretty stupid, but um, I'm 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 wondering since um uh uh so white bit. Masaki, Masaki gave birth to Ichigo. Did that intervention bleach his hair in the womb? That's it. <laughs> and thus, we have just solved the bleach. naming of this anime. I, I don't, it's not, the, the, the metaphysics of Bleacher are bonkers. And so that is not the most ridiculous possibility, I don't think. Uh, do you know, I could, I could, I could see that happen. I was already I in my head actually see watching it. these two episodes. I was already thinking like, so he inherited the hollow aspect as well, because the hollow, that, that hollow that we saw them fight looks identical to the hollow form Ichigo took on, right, when he was fighting um, right. uh, Ukiora. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm sitting there thinking, so when those two were getting on, did the hollow just like slide in and go, hey guys? Don't you <laughs> like I want to know this action I'm going to give him ginger hair because gingers have no souls <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. <gasps> maybe it's that it's oh uh, so funny that's uh... you know what else is funny and this is completely off topic but ding dong ditch is called in some places knock knock ginger that's all <laughs> what? wow knock knock ginger yeah. yeah, I'll stick to Chappie, thank you. <laughs> Chapter run, Chappie for short. So, yeah, Ishin was playing Knock Knock Ginger because he wanted his ginger back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's good. Anyway. <laughs> That's it for me, though. Yeah. 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 Cool, um, we do the anime nine manga differences for the last episode then and then talk about that one. Yes, mm-hmm. so we've got episode 379. We've got manga chapter 538, Standing on the Edge. 539, Less Progress. 540, The Sword 5. Starting volume 61, we've got 541, The Blade and Me 2. 542, The Blade is me minus the last three pages and then 537 everything but the rain op 10 prince von licht which is the last three pages which is of course the ishida reveal at the end of the episode so yeah um manga anime differences we've got Mayuri gets a little bit more dialogue when they're staring at him through the ca- um through the camera so it's easier to ascertain what it is he's actually doing because he actually states it in the anime whereas in the manga he's just like move this here move that there and you don't actually know what he's doing um and that's pretty much it uh, we see more of Emeda's family in the manga uh, oh, which yeah. is their first canon appearance outside of Color Bleach. So we get to see his brother and the fact that they have an older sister as well. Um, whereas in the anime, we just get to see little sister. She's very cute. So, yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, that's that. Fun fact, this takes chapter 541, The Blade and Me 2. The first Blade and Me is way back in episode in chapter 66, which is when Kisuke and Ichigo are training to prepare to go out and get rescue, uh, go out and rescue, and Ichigo meets old man Zengetsu for the first time. Ooh, let's go. Yeah. So yeah, that is... Manga anime differences. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. I don't have a lot of notes for this episode, actually. I don't either, actually. No. I have four. <laughs> I have like oh, three, okay. but they're tiny. <laughs> yeah. I don't have many either. Oh, um, no, but you've got more, so why don't you okay. go first then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So mine, mine's like seeing how everybody else is dealing with these this training that they've got to go through Hitsugaya's kind of like he's realized mm. that he has a weakness that he needs to then strengthen so he goes back he goes to train with all of the others he kind of like swallows his pride at this point and mm-hmm. goes back to basics mm. training you've mm-hmm. got um Hisagi and Kensei and a little bit into their <sighs> dynamic with what what, what Mashiro has been up to with her whole super captaincy <laughs> super lieutenant <laughs> right um, one so, of my notes is actually about that Do you, maybe uh, I'll yeah. just, it's because it's, it's very brief um, but there's a moment when 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 Kensei is introducing that Mashiro is gonna like basically hand Hisagi's ass to him if he doesn't step up, um, and Kensei's like, "Hey, by the way, I'm not soft like Tozen," mm. and Hisagi is like, "Hey, you actually have no right to speak badly about Captain Tozen," and I'm like. Bitch, this man was hollified. He absolutely <laughs> has the right to speak badly about Captain Tozen. So it, but it also goes to show, like, oh, Hisaki's still dealing with a lot of that fallout and a lot of that grief. Yeah. Uh, but also, I was like, mm, you, you can't, you can't tell your hollified captain that he can't speak badly about one of the people who helped hollify him. You actually can't do that. Anyway, yeah. Which is interesting to see that you know, Mashua just went and hollified. And so she was far, always fast and like very adaptable, yeah. though. So far, though, we haven't really seen anyone holify. Ichigo's not holified, you know. We did. We haven't seen much of people fighting. To be fair, right. um, but just seeing Mishiro holify there, it just kind of reminds you that they can holify. And is this something they're going to use? Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good point. Um, they're going to need to if the Quincy's ever fucking come back. They're not going to have much of a choice. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be I'm interested think, to see you? if the Quincy's, like... Like, obviously the Quincy's can steal Bankai, but can they steal whatever... A, a, a holified Bankai? Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Think so. Yeah, like, is that a way of them sort of being able to, like, disease their own Bankai up enough that it can't be stolen? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, is uh, that Well, why? maybe, because that boundary doesn't... It exists in the same way between Quincy and Hollow that it does between Shinigami and Hollow, according mm-hmm. to Kisuke's ex- uh, explanation from the prior episode. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Ichigo's. We've seen that Ichigo's full, like Zanpakuto soul, is actually holified. So does that mean that Shinji and the Visors, their Zanpakuto spirits, are now holified as well? So, like Kensei's mentioned I've that had he didn't before have that, that has yeah been a shift yeah. 
Yeah, like Kensei mentioned that he's not had his Bankai stolen. So could they not get their Bankai stolen because their Bankai is part hollow, which is the antithesis to what a Quincy is? Maybe. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll find out in the next half of the season when it comes out in fucking July. <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe we'll get to see some Bankai, huh? <laughs> Bankai, yeah. Bankai! <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, and then we get Komomoa's, a little bit of Komomoa's history. The fact that Komomoa's mm-hmm. mm. not the only anthropomorphic wolf, Lethen aside, around. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lethen, you're not, you're not the only one anymore. <laughs> I feel like I have more in common with the Highland Coo now than I do with <laughs> the fucking wolf. Yes, you do! Uh, <laughs> you do. Next time I see one, I'm gonna name them Moscow. <laughs> oh, please do. That would be adorable. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get a little bit of Komomoa's history. The Grand Elder, which is like this huge, gigantic wolf. Komomoa has apparently been shunned from the clan because he was ashamed of how they looked and how, and he kind of basically hid mm. who they were. But it wasn't until you know the fight against the first fight against um Aizen when Aizen and everyone defected that he started being truth to who he is and he's yeah. now wanting to learn their big bad yeah. secrets the final get to get to Gatensho, if you will <laughs> yes yeah. I think um it was really interesting I mean I don't blame Komamora for coming out of there and pretending to be human or whatever like because like they, they they even said themselves like the giant dog thing they even said that they live in the shadows and that mm-hmm. that's like and but they're happy with that and they don't care who's in charge or blah 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 and I was like that sounds like a really shit way to live like I would hate to live mm-hmm. in the shadows and in the dark and Unless you're a vampire, maybe that's kind of what their species is kind of like, I guess. I don't know. But, like, I, I don't blame mm. Komomora for wanting something different. You know what I mean? Especially when he's as capable and as brilliant as he is. Yeah. But he basically spent a huge portion of his time as a Shinigami with a bucket on his head. What's <laughs> going to attract more attention? Someone wearing a bucket on their head or someone who is a wolf? I mean, neither Both. one is... Yeah. <laughs> but at Both least like it's it's well, that it's whole thing that... where you get streamers who are don't use a face cam mm. and everyone's like ooh face cam mm. face cam face cam the unknown is so intriguing to people right, so everybody's right. gonna know hey what's underneath the bucket what's underneath the bucket whereas if it's just him then people are like oh it's that's just who he is you know mm-hmm. yeah one provokes questions and one runs the risk of provoking scorn mm-hmm yeah. And I guess he just wasn't willing to take the chance until yeah. recently. Yeah, well, he had no choice when it kind of all came off anyway, didn't it? I was so going to say, was... when Kenpachi slapped yeah. it. Yeah. 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 But, um, I mean, I'm glad that he's... It's definitely very metaphorical for just accepting your own sort of body image as well. Like, I feel like a lot of people probably have some form of, like, body resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the word? Body dysmorphia? dysmorphia. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah, where there's like parts of yourself that you just don't like. And, and so it's kind of nice to see him sort of embrace that aspect of himself and now no longer hiding it. Because it, it could, you know, a young kid watching it could actually look up to that and go, oh, well, I'm not going to hide this part of my face anymore or whatever. Right. Right. 
Which related to that sort of like very different, because I mean, I'm not saying that Kamamura is literally an allegory, uh, allegory for the, any marginalized community, but um, I do think it's awesome that of the Royal Guard, we have like two people who are like different from the the typical blueprint for people who are in those positions. So you've got um, one fat person and one badass black person. So let's go. Mm-hmm. Good job, yeah. Royal Guard. Mm-hmm. Actually, two yes. fat people because Ichibei's fat too. We just haven't seen him. That's mm. true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have that Ichigo is a melting pot. That's one of my notes. <laughs> Ichigo oh. is a melting pot? Yeah. Is that because his hair is ginger and it looks like molten lava? Like No, it's because he's a quarter human, a quarter hollow, a quarter Quincy, and a quarter stone reaper. <laughs> he is a literal Mary Sue. Or whatever the... <laughs> the masculine oh, Mary Sue yeah. <laughs> because like oh yeah you, you're like self insert I'm gonna give myself all the powers that is Ichigo he has all that's the powers that's true actually yeah <laughs> I don't get the sense that Kubo is mapping himself onto Ichigo in any way though I, I see what no. you mean by that and if this were uh, maybe a different format or it's, well, certainly if it were a work of fan fiction or something uh, or, or just like if this were some YA novel or something I would I would agree with that but I don't know, maybe it's I, because I don't see Kubo related yeah, to Ichigo no, yeah. in that way that I... like. But I, I do know what you mean. Yeah. I, I think what makes it so cool is that it's almost like he is part of every group he chooses to protect, isn't he? Yeah! And at the end, you know what I mean? Like, not he exactly chooses... protecting the Quincy's, though. He no, has in the past. It, but, like, I'm thinking, like, Uryu and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, and the... F- he would have protected his mum. He kept saying, I should oh, have yeah. right, done right, something yeah. I should have. You know right. what I mean? So he's always had that element. To Ichigo, and I think this just like bolsters a part of his character in a sense that he doesn't care what a person is born of or what they, you know, whatever situation they were raised in or whatever. What he cares about is protecting the people that are kind or that he sees good in, you know? And I, I think that that speaks a lot to his character because we've seen him protect Hollows and stuff as well, you know, like Nell and... Yep. Nell, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I kind of like that he's a little bit of everything. I do, I do like that about him. Um, Speaking yeah. of his mum, then we were talking a little bit mm. a while ago about why Ishin didn't just tell Ichigo who he really was ages ago. If Ichigo is a Quincy, why wasn't he trained in the arts of Quincy from a young age like Ishida was? Probably because Masaki died from a really young age then. Eh? She probably wanted but, to protect him from it as long mm. as she could. So that might be why Ishin never st- said anything out of respect for Masaki. Right, right. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. They well, both agreed whether... that they wouldn't tell him until the time was right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it would have just been nice parents... to have that confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> maybe his parents were hoping that he would be able to just live a quiet life as a relatively normal kid. Because if you think about it, Yuzu and Karin have the same parents and like... Karin can't do all the shit Ichigo can, and Yuzu but, can barely see spirits, it, it, you know? So it, maybe they were hoping that it it wouldn't come up. Mm. I think as well, though, like, with, with them, they were, they're a lot younger, so there's still time for their power to mature, which with Karin it does slightly, I guess, we can kind of... Yeah, that's true, that's true. Off. But I'm also thinking maybe it was because of Misaki dying in front of Ichigo that sparked some uh, of yeah, his Yeah, I'm powers. sure that yeah. catalyzed some of it, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's not so much uh, like that they actually suspected that nothing would manifest. I think it was sort of that combination of hope and Mm. denial because parents, I don't want to say universally, but a lot of parents act 
in ways that they really believe are best for their kids. And a lot of the time that does come out of a desire to protect. And so maybe they thought they were shielding Ichigo from something unpleasant. I think a lot of parents have to deal with it. I think a lot of parents as well will turn a blind eye to things, even if they do see elements of it when a kid oh, is yeah, young. Oh, yeah, because they don't want it to be true. They don't want mm-hmm. it to be true. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. I think yeah, Absolutely. a lot of us can probably relate to that. So everything in Bleach is a metaphor for being gay. We're all the same. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm kidding, I'm this kidding. is the LGBTQ <laughs> plus podcast. Come on. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Of course. Yeah. No. <laughs> Especially if um, Komomoe is finding yourself and seeing that it is okay to, you know, be I a mean. furry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Everything yeah. is a metaphor for anything you want it to be. Exactly. We love you yeah. all. Yes. We will be your parents yeah. if your parents don't support you. I, I won't be your parent. I'll be your cool uncle. <laughs> I'm not taking can on I... that level of responsibility, but I will take you out for ice cream. Yeah. Can I like, can I be the, the aunt that like shows up, gives you inappropriate toys, uh, gets really drunk, makes really inappropriate jokes and then leaves again? Can I be that? Yeah. We yep, will be I the family so. that supports you. You're the responsible mom. <laughs> I am the responsible mom. That sounds like my life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, um, I, I have a funny feeling that Del might have a lot to say on this matter. Oh, if I say are one word, division. <laughs> we're not talking twelfth division. No, oh, we're talking. Well, then, fine. <laughs> we're talking duology. <laughs> I don't even really have anything to say about that. Carry on. We're talking duology. 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 Dual the art of wielding. Duality? Dual wielding. I thought yeah. you might have a lot to say about that. Oh, you think I might have thoughts and feelings about dual wielders? Well, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> So I like oh, just in general. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I I like it in a sense because he is pre- the way it was presented to us, and he's like, "You are both still Zangetsu to me." And then we next see him pulling two swords out of the forge. It's a case of these two Zangetsus have manifested into these two swords. He's got his Quincy powers in one sword, and he's got his Soul Weeper and Hollow powers in another sword. And he is dual wielding those to kind of show us that he has now come to terms with who he is and he is equal with all parts of who he is. Yes. And I thought it was, yeah, the symbology there. Symbology there. And then we also know that being a dual wielder is really, really rare. Ichigo Mm -hmm. at this phase Mm -hmm. is, and like, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am for reasons. <laughs> Ichiko is the third dual wielder that we have seen in all of canon. Does that sound correct to you both? Agreed. And now, yeah. you know, Kotaki and Kuraku are going to and invite Kuraku. him out. And they're going to... They fucking um, better. They, yeah. they fucking better. Oh, God. I love Welcome it. Welcome to the I dual wielder club, kid. Have a drink. Of them, of them like, <laughs> training him in how to fight with two swords, because it is really different. Um, uh, Yeah, no, but so... Uh, perhaps unsurprisingly, I've spent a little bit of time thinking about why is being a dual wielder such a rare thing? And I think you hit on it a little bit, Nomi, when you were talking about Ichigo accepting both of these parts of himself as like true and real and worth 
uh, uh, making use of and forming a relationship with because mm-hmm. people are complicated. We all have contradictions within ourselves. And I think Ichigo, over the course of the past, I mean, I don't know how long that flashback actually took, but like 24 hours or whatever, uh, has matured a lot and has reached a level of self-acceptance that is really, really uncommon to the point where the only people that have reached that level of self-acceptance within soul society are literally older than 2,000 years old, uh, other than Ichigo. So, like, and there's probably more to it than this, but in the case of Kyoraku, it's, like, accepting that both um, fun and levity and innocence and ruthless bloodthirsty killing are actually a part of this man. I also think he's incredibly bisexual. Um, <laughs> uh, and then in the case of Ukitake, more than anything, there are a lot of different things, but I think for him, it's mostly to do with the balance between defense and offense, both tactically, but also as a person, like in a very Aikido way, the, the idea of like, actually not softness exactly but um gentleness and fluidity can be a pinnacle of strength and i contain both of those things as this contradictory person in the case of ichigo it's to do with like reconciling all of the various parts of who he is hollow shinigami quincy human um and like even if you look at a person like unahana she's old or she, well, she was. Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm so wow. sorry. I'm truly so sorry. Um, but like she was, she's been around for a really long time and she contains those contradictions also, but she wore a braid that covered her most prominent scar during her entire tenure as a healer. So that says to me, sure, she contains these contradictions, but she still grapples with them in a way that doesn't help her in combat. Of all of the ranks of Shinigami, Kyoku, Ukitake, and Ichigo are the only three who have accepted these contradictions within themselves enough to make them useful in the context of combat. Mm-hmm. Is my theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, love <laughs> I, that. I, I like don't it. spend too much time thinking about my sons at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh. no. No, like, yeah. They're gonna, yeah, they're all gonna have like a, okay, we're gonna teach you how to be ambidextrous now. Here, have a drink. Oh, gonna... hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. <sighs> okay, did you want to talk about Squad 12? <laughs> um, I, ju- uh, no, here's the thing. Not really. I just like everything that happened. <laughs> 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 and I've also, I, I've really come to fall in love with Akon a little bit more, including his voice mm. actor's choices. Like, I think Akon has really stepped up into a leadership role in a way that we haven't seen him do in the past because Mayuri is so busy innovating. So mm. that's been cool to see. Um, and it's truly just a little bit of a cliffhanger. Like, what the fuck? What the what the what the fuck you doing, my my guy, my man, yeah. Mary? What are you do- <laughs> What are you doing? Why I've have- actually hmm. come to respect we'll Akon a little bit more <gasps> since you've been talking a lot about him, Dale. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, your 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 love and compassion for him is it's sort of extended through. I don't know how long oh, the fucking distance. All the pixels to my screen and through to me. So I've been paying attention a lot more, like sitting up straighter, watching a little bit deeper every single time it comes on screen now. And yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's a good cool. character. He's really cool. Yeah, he is. And he like counterbalance. It's like in the same way that Kyoraku was like, I still need to keep Nanao as my lieutenant because she knows how to manage me. Um, like Akon's not a lieutenant. He's just the third seat. <laughs> just the third seat. The third seat's still pretty fucking impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Like, Mayuri keeps Nemu around because she serves a particular purpose, um, and I think Mayuri is less... 
I don't know whether he's less self-reflective than Kyoriku, but he wouldn't say those things out loud the same way Kyoriku did, I suspect, because uh, I think he's more afraid of showing weakness than or vulnerability than, than Kyoriku is. But, like, Akon knows how to manage Mayuri, whether Mayuri yeah. even knows that or not. Like, Akon is is sneaky enough and smart enough and also just, like, fucking grounded and just over it enough to actually deal with Mayuri's weird shit. Yeah. Agreed. I love and that. As we saw from back in the past in the 10th division, Toshiro was a very capable third seat. He was practically <gasps> yes. running the joint because he had Rangiku as a lieutenant and Ishin as a captain. That poor kid was practically running the 10th division at this point. And which is shown because he skips, he jumps over um, um, Rangiku and becomes captain. So third seats probably don't get enough credit as they do because you've no. got Akon, you've got Toshiro, you've got um, Senju, Senju, it's not Senjumara, Sentaro and Kione of the 13th yep, division yep, who are both yep. third, third seats. So yeah, third seats. Ikaku! Really... Fucking Ikaku! Ikaku, exactly. Mm. Um, so yeah, third seats do not get enough credit for what they for the work that they do. They are the unsung heroes of the Gote 13. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hanatara will get there one day. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Bless. Um, you mentioned voice actors, and that led me into Zangetsu's voice actor. And I just love the fact that the voice actor for Old Man Zangetsu is the voice actor for Yahabaha. It just yeah, circles around and makes that reveal just so much more incredible to have this voice actor reprise his role for both of them. And let, I mean, let's talk about that reveal, eh? <laughs> Did you know it was coming? Did we know it was up coming? to it for a while. Yeah, it has. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the show's done a better job than I remember the manga doing of just leaving some of the breadcrumbs throughout. Mm-hmm. Actually, Lethan, I have a question for you about this. Yeah, I, know, I may have an yeah. answer for you. Okay, so I know <laughs> that when reveals like this come up, um, you in particular tend to be, uh, I, I feel like, and uh, uh, feel free to correct me if this is not true, but I think what I've heard you say in the past is that when you can see the breadcrumbs, you tend to like the reveals, and if it seems kind of out of left field, you tend to not like them quite so much. So do you think that this reveal had enough buildup, and how do you feel about it? Are we talking about like I mean there's there's effectively a lot of reveals here. Are we talking um, just the the reveal that that the Zangetsu inside Ichigo's soul world was basically Yuhabaha. Yeah, I think uh, I think what made this one work is the fact that they look so alike. From the minute Yuhabaha is sort of introduced, he looks exactly like old man Getsu. So I'm like that works for me. I guess let me think. Is there any other I mean it would have been cool, I guess, to have seen elements of old man Zangetsu saying or hinting at Ichigo having more power, but not being able to tap it. You know, like little things like that would have been nice to have mm. had hinted at, just for that power drop, for that to be part of, because obviously it all ties in together, this bit, but 
yeah that would have been nice this one isn't their worst this one's okay this one feels like a medium like if i was if i was red ambering or greening this this feels like an amber to me um and and mostly just because they look so alike and you can if you pay attention even remotely as soon as yahaba appears on screen you can see the similarities Mm. do i feel like it could be done better absolutely but it's not it's not the worst the worst is it's yet to come. not the most egregious offence. <laughs> oh. worst, worst is yet to come. I'm going to have a whole fucking rant about it when it happens. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I think we've had pretty much most of my points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. We've got the game to play, which oh, Dan yeah. is banned from playing because... Dale knows all the covers. Yes. Severely, Lethen yes. gets to play the game. Oh no, Lethen, Lethen bad at game. Lethen, no. <laughs> okay, now let's try it. <laughs> okay, so we've got volume 60. And the poem is scrolling. You without sin are like the sun. You, even with sin, are like the sun. Right, okay. So it's got to be either Ishin or Misaki on this one, right? So, it is Misaki. Yeah, yeah. good, good, good. Right, okay. That's volume 60, Everything But the Brain. And then volume 61 is... I believe the world is full of danger. I want to protect you from it, only because inside me is the same impulse as that danger. Ooh. Oh, wait. I was, as soon as you started talking, I was like, well, this is going to be a sheen. But actually, go and say that to me again. I believe the world is full of danger. I want to protect you from it. Only because inside me is the same impulse as that danger. Oh, um... Is that... Inside me is the same. Is that, uh, like, young Yahaba Zangetsu slash... Yes. I will take that. Yeah. Old man Zangetsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, because they're effectively the same person, but not. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's classed as when they do like a tally of how many times each character has been on the front cover. Um, Zangetsu's. It, this one's classed as a Zangetsu one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. just when you were saying about this, the, what is in this, the same, it was the same thing that, that threw me there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is volume 61, The Last Nine Days. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. Cool. Um, right. Okay. Uh, any more for any more before we move on? Uh, no. Don't Not for so. me, no. No, okay. Did we have anything for delving into the Dan guy other than the fact that this will be returning in July? Uh, we haven't. Is, do we have an actual date? Is it July 25th? I don't have think so. Oh, do we? Do we? I don't know. I, the last I saw it was says coming July 2023, mm. but I don't know if we had an exact date. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. July 2023. There is a really cool uh, part two trailer, though, that is up on oh, yes. YouTube. You can find it under Viv's, uh, Viz Media on their YouTube channel. So you can search it. You can just find it by searching Bleach Thousand Year Blood War part two trailer and it should come up. Um it's only one minute and like 40 seconds long or something so it doesn't reveal mm-hmm. too much so if you're interested but don't want to get fully spoiled then it, it might be a good one to watch cool, cool. 
Uh, that brings us into our Shirigami Cup eh, Rockside edition. So who won it best this week then? Nomi, we'll come to you first. Cool. And I think I'm going to steal yours, to be fair. Oh, no. Um, hmm. Mine is The Vane is a paid actor. Ooh! <laughs> and it's literally the Vane transitions, the slowing down, the speeding up, not only signifying time, but just having the emphasis it deserves. Nice. Yeah. Very good. The Vane being a paid actor. Oh, nice. Dale, what about you? Hmm, well, twas brief, and I expect we will see more of it soon. Um, but... <sighs> mixed emotions about it notwithstanding Uryu looks damn fine in his Quincy uniform (laughs) that's a good one such a good one yeah Mm. we didn't actually talk about that did we like no no, No, there's too much to say because all we did was see it briefly guys he's been a Quincy the whole time (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we'll have more to say on that when it comes back and we we get to see because like right now we don't know why he's there right right he could be there because he's gonna try and fight him himself we don't know we don't know it's just so little information counterpoint we point. know we know that mr home handicrafts club is driven by <laughs> aesthetics to some extent so maybe he was like listen if i'm gonna pick my camp this is the decision i'm gonna make because i, I yeah he knew he would look hot you know yeah <laughs> just the outfit <laughs> yeah just for the outfit mm-hmm. um, just for the outfit i look good if anyone way. it would be to you that's true that is very true yeah. uh okay then what about ship best ship Mine is the um, father like son. Oh, wait, I didn't give my who won. No, you didn't, did you? No, I didn't give my I'm so sorry. Oh, shoot, you didn't. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Uh, My who won it best was uh, Ashin wearing his younger self, his younger look. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> hey, sorry, Nomi, I cut you off. Go for it. That's fine. Uh, my best ship is like father, like son. The strawberry doesn't fall far from the vine. It is Ichigo hey. and his dad, Ishin. Oh, I love yeah. that. Dale? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, no. no it's not- <laughs> mine is um literally everyone in relationship to each other but ryukin and katagiri <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah yeah it's like an anti-ship really that one isn't it uh yeah yeah it's just really uncomfy yeah 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 uh, nomi kind of stole my ship for her who wore but uh, my, my ship is all of bleach and the rain and the rain yeah. <laughs> oh, very nice very nice <laughs> and what about double takes um so my double take is the reveal about yahabaha being the father to all quincies and the blood of and his blood running through all quincies there was something else both myself and my sister were expecting him to say. And we were there and we were oh, waiting no. for it. And it never came. And now we're thinking it's headcanon. So <laughs> <laughs> so now we're like, maybe, what, hopefully what? it will come in the future. So, yeah. You're going to have <laughs> we'll to tell see. us what it is after we stop recording. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will do. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh my the god mine's so stupid but that's part of the reason like so i actually i mean i watched um 
these episodes with one of my brothers over the holiday break, uh, which was really nice because usually I watch them on my little computer screen, but my brother has a TV. So I watched them at his apartment on a TV and it was really, really nice. Um, But this moment happened and we both just burst out laughing because it was so stupid. Um, (laughs) The part when Misaki uh, like collapses onto the ground in the Ishida house and then Ryukin is like looking at her from up at the top of the stairs he jumps over the banister without any preamble and without like acting like it's a strange thing to do before he runs to her and it's just so extra and we were both like (laughs) you can what why what was that what it's so it's just it's just dumb and when i explain it it doesn't sound as funny but in the moment it's like this very serious grave thing happening and then ryokin's just like whoop over the (laughs) and it was funny so listen the the glorious feat of animation or something not this time (laughs) that's all that's me um Mine was actually the whole scene of the Kurosuchi cam hidden in the office thing, because I was trying to see what was going on. Like, the footage was so bloody, mm. so my double take mm. was, like, jumping back to see if I could find anything more in that scene, but it was just too, just too grainy. Mm-hmm. Just a wee bit yeah. too grainy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was me attempting to put on my fucking Sherlock hat and bring out a fucking magnifying glass <laughs> and then fucking failing. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to what May always says, you can guess what he's doing by what he's done before. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, true, yeah. yeah. I was just trying to see. I was like, what, is, what does it look like? Yeah, okay. Um, okay, yeah, and then that is uh, us into our fandom shout-out. So what have we got this week? So my fandom shout-out, I've been waiting for a while to share this fandom shout-out, <gasps> and I thought I wasn't on for the episode that the reveal happened. I wasn't because it was last episode. Um, but in honour of one of the one third of the dual wielder gang this Ah. is a piece of artwork by (gasps) yeah si3 si3 underscore dk on twitter and it is a beautiful piece of art of kuraku that is lovely i love the colors in it the colors of this one the softness of the brush strokes oh my gosh there's no harsh lines it's all just blended together really nicely so yeah this is shunsui kuraku kuraku is one of those characters first first sometimes sometimes i just see images of him and i i just get so like, i'm just like ever i just because i never forget but sometimes i'm just like reminded of how handsome i find him oh my god he looks great here mm-hmm. he does Ugh. i love the red they've gone with like such a nice red yeah in contrast to the pinks and other other tones that he sort of wears it's really nice yeah yeah mm. really Lovely. pretty really pretty Ah, mine is also an artist from Twitter this week. This artist is called Fragment, um, and this is a redraw uh, in their own style, and it's just very... um, They they just did some cool things with light and shadow here, and this is about Ichigo and his true Zanpakuto kind of rearing behind him. It's just, yeah, it's just cool. And it it looks like there's some rain involved here, actually, I'm realizing. I think that might have been an addition of their own. Um, 
the original, uh, the, if you scroll down on this Twitter page, you can see there's sort of a gif of it going back and forth between the original and then this person's redraw. So they just made it a little bit more, um, it almost looks more like it's it's coming from the Ho'oden's forge. If you think about it, maybe some of those orangey light yeah. bits are meant to be the fire reflecting or something. But um, it's just cool looking and the, the Asauchi looks cool too. So I love the colors in this. I really love yeah. the colours because it's like the glow is coming from above as well. It almost coming out the sword. Yeah, like he's yeah. just pulled the sword right out of the forge, and the glow is still there, and it's shining. Down. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really lovely. Um, so mine, I've actually shouted this out before, but this was so long ago, and I couldn't go into detail about it because of spoilers. So I'm bringing it back uh, so that I can do it proper justice. And mind is a fanfic. Oh. And it is called After Family by Keisha. Oh, very good. Yeah, good call, good call. Yes. Yeah. This is like, it's a collection of sort of uh, glimpses into Toshiro being somewhat adopted by the um, Shin clan, so the Shiba clan. Um, and so it's like kind of like a take on canon where Toshiro meets Ishin and Rangiku a lot earlier in his life and they sort of like bring him up and that's why it's called like After Family so it's really about their squad 10 dynamics um, and some of it follows canon and some of it's like you know kind of canon divergent um, and goes into all these little stories and ah uh, it's so bloody good it's so cute it's so wholesome um, it is unfinished, but it's like a series of almost like short stories. So you, like, I don't really think it will have an end, end in quotation marks. But uh, right now it's like 129,000 words or 33 chapters in it. You can go in and you can just pick a chapter that tickles your fancy and read it out of sync because it's not in order anyway. So I highly, 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 highly recommend that. Very it's sweet. very found family. And I love a found mm-hmm. family. Cool. Well, is that us? That's us. Yeah, I guess. Wow, yeah. I mean, like... Wow, wow indeed. We could do our usual outro, but you guys know the drill at this point. You know, please make sure that you give us a review on Spotify and iTunes and all that kind of fun stuff. But yeah, we're not going to... We've talked a little bit about doing some kind of stand-in episodes between now and July, but we're not really sure. We're just going to take it as it comes because of life and things, Keep your ears peeled. Yeah, Yeah, keep your eye on our Twitter and, you know, Mm. just... We'll keep uh, and I'd also, on the note of reviews and ratings and such, uh, some folks, I think maybe I've mentioned this before, but it is worth repeating. Uh, every time you go into Spotify, you can rate us again. So you can you can rate us as many times as you like, as long as you keep listening to new episodes. Uh, and that really does help us because it helps yeah. other people find our podcast. It helps our podcast show up higher on lists of Bleach and Leisure podcasts and stuff. Um, and it's a pretty simple, quick little thing for you to do if you like what we've been putting out into the world. So much appreciated and uh and yeah please yeah please give us ratings if you you guys yeah if you guys have any ideas of what you want us to discuss on this five month hiatus break that we've got Mm. between seasons then (laughs) drop drop us a call let us know like say go hey have you guys ever thought of doing the movies or the filler episodes you know we want to hear everyone's favorite filler arc i know we're not doing the bound arc (laughs) I was I was about to say the bound talk as well. I was like, we could discuss the bounce. I feel like you've mentioned vampires twice. Like, let's be very clear: the bounce are the vampires Vampires. of bleach. We've that's we've 
done that. <laughs> we have. And it didn't go well. <laughs> it did not because uh, the anime didn't realize that we already had a German-based family in this thing and they decided to give us the bounce as well, you know. Hmm. Yes. But yeah, let us know. Drop us your thoughts. Interact with us. Communicate with us. Chat yeah, with us. Twitter, I I think I've, Twitter and yeah. Instagram are probably the two preferred ones that you can reach out to us. Just drop comments. and uh, tweet. You can tweet us at any point and drop comments on our uh, pictures and things that we've posted on Instagram and we will, we will respond. Yeah. DMs Don't agree with anything that we've said? Let us know if you think that issue yeah, should you don't win agree with what we said, go to Twitter specifically. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just to drop those but handles, hey, we are the Serite on Instagram and yeah. T Serite on Twitter. Come and find us. I mean, flip side, Twitter still exists. I literally didn't know whether that was going to be the case about it. <laughs> We've actually been getting quite Oy. a few new followers on Twitter, actually. We're doing well. Um, oh, so yeah, really? and it's That's good. yeah, people have been reaching out asking us wee bits and pieces here and there, and I've been doing my best to keep up to date and responding to things and reposting things, and yeah, it's been good. So yes. come hang out on Twitter. We will we'll keep you updated if we do decide to drop any off the cuff sort of unusual episodes. We'll we'll let you know on there if they're coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool, uh, and that's us. Um, right, wow. okay, yeah, that's I know that's it. <laughs> That's us. Oh, yeah. there you go. See you in July, guys. Yeah, we'll see you in July, we'll see you when we I see guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you imagine if it comes back on July 15th? Like Ichigo's birthday. <gasps> I bet you that's I what they're going to do. Well. That'd be good. Yeah, that would be good. They'll do something, right? They've got yeah. to. Yeah, they've got to. Yeah. 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 Right. Anyway, right. Bye. Anyway. Bye. 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 Get our key off. Take the glasses off.